Hey, you damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Aubrey Loveless. I'm Danielle. Hey, gang. We're back. Hey. Hey. Awesome. Hope everybody had a nice holiday. Yeah. yeah. A winter break. Yeah, we're back for the new year. Um, thanks, everyone, for being cool. Like, I usually try and do something during, like, the no. winter holiday, the weeks off, and... No. This year, I was just like, no. I couldn't be bothered, man. I was so no. tired. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, it was really nice to have some time off. I also took like the week off from social media, too. So, yeah. you know, if you've been messaging me and stuff like that, you know, I'm, I'm getting back around to all my messages and, you know, we'll start doing all of that again. So, anyway, thanks everyone for all your support. So, if this is your first episode, this is our book club podcast. We're reading comics, we're talking to our friends, and now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. No, I'm not. Ben Decker's going to tell you all about it again. Good morning, students of Reginald Bell Johnson High. This is Mark Grayson with the morning announcements. Today's lunch is a choice of chicken patty on a bun, garden salad, or pepperoni pizza. Tickets to this Friday's only Beast concert are completely sold out. Oh, sorry if you missed out on that one. It's going to be a great show. And in other news, a new superhero named Invincible showed up in town earlier this week to stop a robbery at the mall. To hear more about it, check out the Book Club Members Comics Podcast. Have a great day. Don't forget about friendship. Back to you, John. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I want to go to that school where they announce the, the local band <laughs> on the school announcements just advertising that to the whole school hey students go hang out with a bunch of wretched goblins oh fun. man that was so awesome that was great Thank you so yeah much. that was fantastic yeah. i like the uh, lunch options there <laughs> that was some good stuff go listen to this podcast students yeah. adorable very cute i like your principal voice by the way yeah, that that's was a very really good. that's a really good uh, school announcements voice. And I saw like on uh, social media, he just got the Invincible Compendium trade. So okay, um, I hope you enjoy what you read. I very much enjoyed <laughs> exactly, that. That yes. was adorable. On last week's episode, Danielle described Ben's intro as having big dad energy. Big dad energy. Oh yeah, big time. He said that made his day. If anything, it just got more profound this oh, time yeah. around. Yeah. And like Aubrey said, he also showed off his Invincible Compendium. He said, I'm ready for the next podcast. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, or at least a tolerable end of December. Hashtag friendship. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Yeah. So thanks like a lot. Thanks so much, Ben Decker. Thank you. Ben uh, Decker. Book club member. Yeah. yeah. Your friendship is, is giving me strength over here. <laughs> we also have a shout out to Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book club member. That's right. He said, hey, because I only listen to podcasts on Spotify, and they now allow five-star ratings on Spotify. Okay. I'm happy to say I was the first person to give Book Club oh. Podcast a five-star rating over there. <laughs> That's nice. Now everyone else on Spotify, jump on that. Okay. Yes, awesome. do that. Right Thank, Thank you, you so much. I'm going to add that to the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I remember. And that's the list of things that you say, Aubrey. Oh, All man. the things. You're going to start to be sound like a car commercial or something. Like a little. If we go far enough, I'll sound like a joke commercial. <laughs> I also wanted to give a shout out to the Twin Peaks Unwrapped podcast. Okay. Twin Peaks Unwrapped podcast. Friendship. Yes. Um, so this is a weird kind of like David Lynch related thing. You know, if you're into that kind of stuff. 
Oh, I guess it's like tangentially I mean, related to Twin Peaks, I guess. Oh, um, okay. I see. It's a, a David Lynch screenplay called Ronnie Rocket that was never made. Ro- okay, I see. Um, All right. So it's so, tangential to Twin Peaks. Yes. Right. They're basically reading the script. Someone's doing the narration. So it's like a play. It's a radio play. And people are doing the individual voices. It's like who knows what shadows lurks in the hearts of men then, or whatever, um, right? And then they have people talking about it. Like, oh, well, what did you think of this and how it relates to other David Lynch works? And, That's and great. How it relates to Twin Peaks. And stuff like that. It's real nerdy stuff. It's really like inside baseball to David Lynch. No, it sounds super fun. But um, it's a really fun community, and um, they've been awesome to let me scream into a microphone and do some crazy stuff for them. So, oh, is that what that was? Okay, I was wondering (laughs) what that was. Good. Well, that's cool. So everybody, go over there and listen to the Twin Peaks Unwrapped podcast. Yeah, this is a podcast they retired. Okay, they ended. But they came back and did this for nice. their Christmas holiday winter special. We love to oh, hear nice. it. Yeah, so, yeah that's that great. was pretty cool. Yeah, it was fun. Well, I'm sure they have a backlog too you can listen to and go. Yeah, they mm-hmm. definitely do. All right, and now we're going to go on to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. <laughs> got it. All right. Get out, trades and floppies. Get out, hardback copies. Digital is fine. Read along. We heard from Hayden Orr. Hayden Orr. Book club member. Oh, yeah. He said, great episode, you ultra guys. <laughs> Ross Radke, book club artist. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, shout out to Ross Radke. Absolute so shout out. for that show. Shouts out. Yeah, thanks, Ross. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hayden said, it's so fun to hear Ross on the show and talking about such an awesome comic as Ultra Mega. James Heron's art is absolutely fucking insane. Yeah, James Heron's great. I mean, there's not much I can say about it that you guys didn't already say and gush about. <laughs> This series is so good so far, and I'm excited for Volume 2 and for you guys to cover the other three issues. I do have a question, though, and I think maybe Ross has answered this before, but do you guys have a favorite kaiju? Mm. I personally love Gigan, the intergalactic chicken-beaked bastard who actually caused Godzilla to bleed during their fight in his first film appearance. I also really like Gaeos from the Gamera films. Okay. A big rep- a big reptilian bat type of dude. Ooh. Also, I, I agree with Danielle. You really got to have me on sometime for an episode. I agree with yes. that. Yeah, We definitely we do. do. Awesome. I agree with myself, basically, is what I just said. No, I agree with you agreeing with me yeah. when I said that you should be on the show. So, <laughs> that's <laughs> so thank you so much, Hayden, for that. Ross actually responded. Oh, he great. said... Um, is that any kai? So kaiju just being generally any of those guys from any of those yeah, films or comic books or anything? Yeah. Like that. Okay. Ross said, uh, since I've been watching the original Ultraman, I'll pick my favorite kaiju from that series so far. Okay. The giant stag beetle Antlar. Antlar. The Antlar. insectoid alien Baltons are a close second. Okay. Okay. And he posted some pictures too. So I don't really know too much about kaiju, to be honest. Like, I always thought the flying turtle one was pretty cool. Isn't that one like Gamera or something like that? Or Is that that uh, one's name? Gam- Gam- Gamera? No, I have, I no, have idea. no idea, to be honest. But anyway, me, so, I have a phone right here. So anyway, but earlier today, I just put into the Google Tron, Wolf Kaiju. Ah, and something came up in the Ultraman series. There is a kaiju called Wolf Gas. Ooh. Or also Wolf Fire. Ah. And it looks pretty awesome. Nice. It looks pretty awesome. Okay. 
Sounds good. Too much about it. I don't want to pretend like I do. I think most of it is just does it look rad? Yeah. Right? And that so, looked pretty rad. Okay. Well, that's so, the yeah. one then. Nice. There you I'll go. I'll post it on our Instagram story. I don't know. What also, about you guys? Also, Gamera is the turtle one. Yeah. Y'all were remembering that correctly. Okay. Yeah. I like that one too, just because I think it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like Mothra. I don't know. Is Mothra okay, a yeah. kaiju yeah. or a hero or like what? Because she's, well, a, she's just... a good guy, right? Kaiju, I think, just means like strange. I, She's queen of the monsters. Yeah, like yeah. strange so, beast or something. Like I will that. then yeah, Mothra yeah. is my pick. It's kind of an obvious pick, right? Uh, it's kind of like saying Batman, right? Like, but whatever. Honestly, I don't really know enough about the kaiju's. I mean, I like the look of, I guess, Ghidorah, the three-headed sure. dragon. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah, but I'm I've a very superficial never, fan of all this. Never yeah. seen any of the movies. I, Honestly, I just saw Kong versus wait Godzilla versus Kong. I thought that was fun, but I don't have a favorite. I'm sorry, but I really liked all the kaiju. I guess in um, I liked Godzilla King of Monsters. I thought that uh, was pretty good. The Pacific Rim movies because those were designed. Oh, by Guy right Davis, on. Those right? were designed yeah, yeah, by Guy Guy Davis. Yeah, Guy Davis. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I remember there. John and I went and saw a movie and we saw a trailer for the Godzilla King of Monsters and I kept thinking I would love to see the fucking like Audrey pop up out of the fucking thing on this giant ass <laughs> screen yeah, right yeah. now. I liked when the guy was friends with Godzilla. I thought that was super rad. <laughs> I thought that guy. was rad. What's this? Oh, oh that my looks God, that's dope. Awesome. Wolf we're, gas. We're looking at wolf gas right now. Was the other one wolf fire? Oh, yeah. Let me pull that me one out. Um, Let's look at that guy. But that's basically what they're asking is like, which one do you think looks the raddest? Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm right? gonna to go with my three-headed dragon. So John's, John's showing us wolf fire. Let me see this. That, that actually looks is pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> looks super dope. Oh man! It looks like something from a uh, one of those like Bandai shows. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's from Ultraman. So oh, cool! That's, you're right, on. right on the. Oh, yeah. okay. Cool. And that's pretty much it. Uh, we didn't really have a lot of listener feedback. I hope you guys had a good holiday and all that kind of stuff. I read some comics over the holiday, so let oh. us know if you read anything. Um, that's fun. I read uh, Better Ray Bill. That's from Daniel Warren Johnson. That was really good. I was telling Aubrey about strange adventures yeah that was amazing by tom king um, um i really enjoyed that i read the first nine issues of rorschach by tom oh, king okay. recommended by um the letter hack himself mr shackbine oh yeah yeah for sure yeah um, i watched a shit ton of movies so i don't have anything <laughs> right I read Thanos Wins and the Cosmic Ghost Rider stuff. Oh, that was really fun. I'm catching up on some stuff. I'm getting ready to dig into this Black Hammer omnibus that Mark Sweetell got for me. So that's coming up next on the read pile. I want to expand the book club into movie club because I like to watch movies. Yes. Well, we'll do some movie talk. We'll figure out something to do for some I'm going to do some annoying as shit commentaries for you guys. We'll do something like that. That'll be Because I love to talk over (laughs) movies. If there's one thing I love, it's to talk over a movie. So I'm going to subject all of you to that. Awesome. Nice. And I can't wait. <laughs> I love your transition. Uh, <laughs> you don't think that's awesome at all, but I you're do. saying it anyway. I can't wait. <laughs> all right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And Aubrey's going to go ahead and take it away. Aubrey time. All right, guys. We are returning to the world of Invincible. So we are reading Invincible issues five through eight, written and lettered by Robert Kirkman. Art on issues five through seven by Corey Walker. And issues eight by Ryan Otley. Colors oh, by nice. Bill Crabtree. Um, and all covers are by Corey Walker. Also, there in issue seven, there's some other artists that I will point out when we get to them. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Otley. Awesome. This is like early Ryan Otley then. It must have been, right? Yeah. I believe he um, got his big break with Invincible. And he drew the him and Corey Walker are the only two artists on the series. Right. Wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah. 
When we last saw Invincible, he was just settling into his life as a superhero. Uh, he met the teen team. He teamed up with his dad, Omni-Man. He and Adam Eve stopped their teacher from turning students into bombs and blowing them up and killing people. And right. then by throwing him into the Arctic and blowing him up. We open on issue five with the cover, Marcus floating in space. And he's like, ouch. Is that the actual cover? Yeah. I think it's cool how they have word balloons. On I the like cover. that. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like a nice throwback to the old school yeah. comics. Yeah, I, I totally agree because I mean, it's just like you know, you, that's what you used to see back on like comics in the eighties and the seventies yeah, and shit yeah. like that. What do you think of the Starfield? I was gonna say it's kind of too many stars. Yeah, I think it's you know stylized and all that because it, yeah. there's just one panel. Well, with the Earth, of, yeah, yeah, it's too many stars because typically a picture of the Earth you'll see like none stars. Yeah, I actually got a note about that. <laughs> yeah, right, because it's yeah. like that would be too bright. Yeah. to take a picture, but. Um, um, I think artistically, I think it looks fine. Artistically, it looks okay, but yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, it's like you said, it's like there's not that many stars. Yeah. But yeah, how else do you convey? I guess because it would be either all black or all stars. Yeah. That, you'd have to go one way or the other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe like trying to show like the moon or sure, something. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, it's too many stars. Yeah. We open issue five. Mark is laying on the floor doing his homework. That when is the- such an uncomfortable position to try and sit up and read and write in i used to do it it's all the so time. uncomfortable it's probably when my back hurts really you know? bad i can't do that for longer than like a minute i don't know how he's doing that yeah kids don't do that yeah kids sit at a powers. desk sit yeah. at a desk there's a carrot on the floor okay <laughs> is that a uh like a thing i don't know i think maybe he was just eating a carrot Mm-mm. there's no bites taken out of it. is that like a is that like a reference to something why would that be there? <laughs> it's just random. Why would that be just there? Just a random maybe, thing in a maybe teenager's from, room, a carrot. This maybe was like Captain in the carrot. very <laughs> early 2000s, so that's probably a reference to something we'll never understand. Okay. <sighs> probably. This was like the heyday of like web comics and shit. Well, I mean, let us know what you think a carrot on the floor What means. is yeah. that? There's Was there ever like a a superhero that was a big rabbit that this guy really liked? Well, there was a... Um, Captain Carrot or something, the guy with the big carrot Soggy face. Soggy Jimbo Captain or carrot. something. Yeah. Was he Was he like a really big... So anyway, Mark is laid on the floor doing his homework uh, and the phone rings and it does that whole classic thing like we, you, do you ever remember when you have to answer the phone and your mom answers the phone at the same time? Yeah, sure. Know? Yeah. Back so, when landlines were a thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so they both got it and he's like, it's Nolan, he, need, he needs Mark's help with a major baddie coming to Earth. He tells Mark the bad guy's not out of his league but it's going to be the toughest thing he's ever fought before. I like how he, he immediately gets serious. He's like, okay. He's like, okay, yeah. I got yeah. this. Yeah. This. Okay, man. I feel like the dad is doing this with the air of like, you got to get this, go to this grocery store because this one's not going to have the thing. And you got to go to this, ask the guy for it because he's he'll understand what you're talking about, but not the guy with the mustache, the other guy. And I feel like <laughs> it's just kind of like a routine thing with him. Yeah. And the, he's, the kid's taking it super seriously. He's just like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, am I ready for this? I think I got this. I can do this. Like, it'll be all right. Like, I, this is one of the first times I've driven the car by myself. I can do it. Yeah. And uh, it's something Nolan would handle himself, but he's involved with an important mission with the Guardians of the Globe at the mm, moment. Okay. He wants Mark to ask Debbie to make sticks tonight, because uh, if everything goes well, he's going to feel like celebrating. Ugh. But if it doesn't, well, it doesn't matter what she makes. Mm. Mm. Uh, the whole while he's doing that, um, you see Mark, like, looking for his costume. He's looking for the He's looking the for the mask. Yeah. 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 And there's funny. like a possibility he might not be able to breathe in space, but the dad's like, "It'll be fine." Well, he's like, "Mark, I can hold my breath for two weeks. You can, sh- you should be able to do it for an hour. Should be able to, but never tested right, this. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like, uh, I can drive stick shift. You should be able to drive stick shift. Well, I've never done it before, so let's see. I guess. Well, it's also like, I guess, throwing your kid in the pool. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Only this time, the pool is 
outer space. Yeah. Anyway, so Mark gets dressed and all that, and he just yells back to him. He goes, Mom, Dad wants steaks tonight. <laughs> he's jumping out the Jeez. window. That's pretty great. That poor mom. And so he starts fl- heading off. He goes, here goes nothing. He takes an inhale of breath and flies into space. Okay. So far, so good. And he's just sitting there. And I love this. It's like, what, this, it's like this nice four-panel grid, and he's like, hmm, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Now what? I do like that it gets kind of closer and closer to him because you feel this. You kind of feel what he feels. You're like, it's getting a little bit more tense. Like, okay, I'm in outer space. Like, what should I be expecting yeah, now? And it yeah. kind of closes up on him. Like, what's what's next? Literally, what's going to happen? So that's that's good. Um, Good pacing. Yeah. Right then he's sucker punched in the back. And the alien is saying, you're early. Yeah, the facial expression on the alien is very, like, pleasant. Yeah. So I'm kind of... Not sure what's happening right now, <laughs> but I loved this scene. It's uh, very goofy. If I was a kid reading this, I would be like, "Oh, what a funny, interesting idea that the alien would be." Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. And then uh, I'm getting ahead of you. No, no, no. He, uh, he. Um, no, I actually like that. It's something you know, little kids would. Like, yeah, enjoy if that I was a kid that. seeing that, I'd be like, "Oh, that's okay. Although, this isn't the boring, usual thing that you see." Like, although young kids shouldn't read this. <laughs> no, no, of course, certainly not. But I just mean this particular scene yeah. of this. I feel like this, if you just cut this out of the comic and gave that to a kid, that would be kind of cool. Exactly. Like yeah. this one story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes, hey, you're early. And he also remarks that uh, Invincible is new. Invincible charges at him and he's like, not bad. But if you're trying to slam me into something, the moon's the closest option, and it's that way. He's being a little smug, a little bit not worried. Yeah. yeah. Kind of... Invincible asking why he can hear him in his head, and the alien says... It's how they communicate through subspace, but it gives him a headache. As they fight, the alien is complimenting Invisible, and Invisible asks him if he thinks this is a game. And he says, absolutely not. And oh, yeah. he comments about how he's a talker, which I think is yeah. interesting. Like, he's taking the time to actually try to assess and figure out what's going on here and be like, okay, so what is this? And the guy's like, oh, you're you talking to me? No, the last guy wasn't. Yeah, and he's like, you know, so his predecessor wasn't much of a talker, but he says the fights never lasted that long either. And then uh, he punches Invisible back into the atmosphere. And Invisible gets some, gets some more air, and he's like, "Oh, I needed that." And he flies back up. Well, it's interesting because the guy, like that. Yeah, yeah, that is because he's. I'm gonna use this opportunity for my advantage. Well, it's like yeah. you said when you said like, "Oh, it's like a parent throwing their kid in the pool to kind of help teach them how to survive yeah. in a pool." It's like when you get back up, you're like, "Oh, I needed to get up to the surface." It's kind of almost like a backwards, like he's diving back into the earth. Yeah, kind of neat. But this kid invincible he's taking the time to talk to this dude and i get the impression at this point in the fight that the other guy just was like ah, all right take care of this and just like immediately yeah Omni-Man. take care of this omni man take care yeah. of the situation by absolutely just overpowering the other person not bothering to ask any questions or figure out who this guy is or what's happening or what's going on with the situation just punch him across the universe and leave right yeah. like so that's i just like that he's saying Hey, no offense, but it's like he's doing that on purpose. He's talking to you on purpose. He wants to figure out what's happening. I just thought that was really... Oh, yeah. That's a different take. I like that. Um, Visible, he flies back out and he pushes him to him and he says, Not again. Remember what happened the last time? And then he realizes what's happening as he slammed into the moon. He's a fast learner. You gave him that tip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The distance from the Earth to the moon is 238,900 miles or 386 kilometers away. Okay. And... Took the Apollo astronauts three days to get there. Okay. Wow. So if you knew, see how fast he moves and all that. Yeah. 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 The Apollo Eleven astronauts. All of them. All of them. Oh, yeah. it, it takes the same. It was, it's it's, it's like a three day round trip. Okay. Right on. No <laughs> round trip. <laughs> <laughs> a three hour tour. A three hour tour. A three hour tour. 
Invincible, you know, lands on the moon. He's like well, asking what he was talking about his predecessor, and he goes, "Oh, you mean the previous champion?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? Your champion, the one you replaced, the one chosen to guard your world." I'm beginning to think you are not a suitable replacement. And he's just, well, can we just time out just a second? Oh, I love this part, too. And he's it's all like, great. The alien says, oh, you are entitled to one break. And he says, okay, let's start with that. How am I entitled to anything? <laughs> he wants to talk this over. He's like, can we just, just pause? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they explain it to you? Don't you know? Assume I don't. Jeez, they didn't prepare you at all. They had the schedule well in advance. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> and then he goes on to explain that he's a public servant. He's a champion evaluation officer. <laughs> and he goes from planet to planet to evaluate the planet's champions. He has a backlog of planets requesting his services, and he doesn't get another adjustment in the schedule for the next 50 years. So he's like, you're really lucky that you get to meet with <laughs> yeah. me because this is, you know, kind of a big deal. He's like, I'm a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And that's, well, probably, that's probably why he didn't. He's like, oh, their champion is fucking top notch. He beats me in five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, right. Okay, that makes so sense. So he didn't even, yeah. 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 Uh, Invincible's asked why they would sign up for that because most people don't even acknowledge the existence of aliens. Um, this doesn't make any sense. And he's like, I've got the mandate right here for this planet. See? Urath. It says it right here. And he's holding up his little... <laughs> device that it says Urath on it and Invincible's like Urath where the hell is Urath this is Earth oh jeez oh, and, then, and then he's like oh crap the look on his face is great and I love the look like on a his... clerical error led to this yes. like intergalactic fight or whatever and I like how in this interplanetary these, uh, committees and whatever these bottom two panels he's like he doesn't really move but he's like his and he's a cyclops so that one little pupil just, oh, right. just yeah. looks right. up and it's just like it's that, that one little thing just can create so much because you know you're like oh yeah <laughs> we've all felt that so we've all been there he says he's wasted 15 years on this planet and the Urathians must be pissed I immediately feel so bad for this guy I like, know, he's right? just doing his best but sometimes he just fuck up you know he has an evaluation coming up in 20 years and he thinks <laughs> he thinks Invincible for letting him know because he might be fired you know if he didn't fit, sort this out but he might still be fired right. I yeah. love this moment but, where he's um, like oh, sorry I'm sorry that happened to you man he's like hey don't worry about it you know thank you I, I appreciate you for if it, ha- if it wasn't for you talking to me about this, I might have even, you know, so it's all yeah. this. It's like, oh, what's your name? I didn't catch your name. Hey, man. Like, they're buds now. Yeah. You just, uh, See you it, around, buddy. It's like one of those things you're like, this is going to be a knockdown battle. And like, Vincible's like, wait a second. This is Why much are more we fighting? interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Venture Bros started airing around the same time that Invincible started being published. Yeah. So it's just interesting to me that this is generally where the conversation around heroes and villains was headed. In popular culture, yeah, of this, what if we just kind of right talk it out, took it down a notch, and just yeah, had just nothing but dialogue instead, yeah. and like, what if we took all of this goofy stuff not so seriously? Exactly, because it's super goofy. And what if if people were really doing this? Well, how would it go? It might go a little differently. It wouldn't just be like right, that's right. all for you, spaceman. It would be like, wait, hang on, man. Like, what are you doing here? Just just a second, because I don't really know. I'm not up to speed on this. Can we just take a pause, right? And yeah. it's like, well, you do get one mandated break by the Intergalactic Committee of Superheroes <laughs> and Villains, and it's just a very, like, a new take on that. And so that around that time, it was all kind of yeah. starting to go that way, which I just find very interesting that the whole conversation just across the board was all about what if everyone was just goofy and fun all yeah, the time yeah. instead? So, And I also love the idea of there's a coalition of planets and they have a champion mm-hmm. evaluation officer that goes to planet to planet yeah. just to evaluate your champion. Yeah, like what if it was instead of like this battle between good and evil, what if it was just a bureaucratic nightmare? Yeah. And how funny would that be? What are the conversations between just two 
morons right, yeah. <laughs> who don't know what they're doing and have no idea. It's just they're just trying to make it through the day, man. And uh, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I like tough. that angle a little bit more. I um, think. The alien goes again. Thanks for the help. And my name's Alan. I didn't catch yours. Invincible. See you around, Invincible. Very nice. Very good. Uh, and then Invincible turns and he looks and he sees the Earth from the moon. And that's like you were talking about earlier. It's too many uh, stars. There are way too many stars. <laughs> the actual picture that you've seen from the Apollo mission and all that, yeah. that's more accurate, which is just the Earth. Because the Earth is just too bright. Yes. Yeah. And there's just going to be, it's just going to be black space. Yeah. Right. Basically, yeah. Because there's, the closest star is the sun and it blocks them all out and then the next closest star is i mean however many light years, light years away. yeah so it's you know you're not gonna see that yeah but um but yeah as but, a comic image thing, sure it's pretty yeah. it is yeah yeah, yeah. and then it's like a neat image, um yeah. i read this in the um it's the hardback collected um edition and it's like big beautiful paper and it's just Looking at it, it's, just it's really is nice. fun. Yeah. It is a fun image. I don't know. I I feel like I would have preferred just a black field yeah. because I don't know. I would have been able to maybe focus on Invincible a little bit more. I think we should like do a comparison, like a re- real and comic. Vote for your favorite. And this is not a criticism. <laughs> this is not an art criticism. Yeah, by no, any it's just, this it's is just, just a personal personal preference, preference. thing. Yeah, yeah, this is not by any means trying to criticize this artist oh, of course, at all. Like of I think not. that the choices are. That you make are valid for whatever you're trying to do. I just feel like... Um, well, part of me wonder if it's, yeah. if it's um, the colorist who added the star field. Maybe. Right. Maybe so. Yeah. I think I would have personally, you know... But it's easy to say when I'm not making comic books, right? Like, I'm not making comic books. So. Yeah. Well, I think it's, this definitely works for the superhero sure. type genre. It's a, it's a very... A lot of this is very tongue-in-cheek, so... Uh, we see Mark returning over to his home, and over dinner, he tells uh, Nolan and Debbie that he solved the problem with the alien, and he won't be coming back. Nolan's impressed, and he like told him about the whole thing about uh, the coalition of three years and all that. I don't uh, know the pause here. I'm sorry. I have to slow no, no, it down no, no, even no. more, but he's like, yeah, he won't be back. He's been coming to the wrong planet the whole time. I'm glad I took the time to talk to him. The dad pauses... I don't know if the expression on the face is something I should be reading into, but after having read, as far as I've read now, I'm looking back on all of this Mm, with new eyes now. What is that look that he gives him? They linger on it for a panel. So I'm going to come back to that, though later okay so anyway yeah and then yeah and yeah you know, like you said he says that and then there's that pause and he's there's like a pause damn son i'm impressed and then you know mark's like i got school tomorrow i'm beat i'm going to bed and mom's like make sure you're in your plate yes mom yes ma'am <laughs> uh and then debbie's like sounds like somebody should be using their brains a little more often than his brawn He's like, oh, come on. How is I supposed to do? And he's like, oh, our son knew about it. So. And he's like, beginner's luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then Mark goes into his room. He's ready for bed. And he like, he's like, oh, you know that feeling you walk Time in. Time like, for bed. And, and then, then he, oh, no. He his ha- homework. He has to finish his homework. Uh, oh, no. You come Sorry. home and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, no. I was going to do laundry. But I. Uh, he just left a pile of stuff. Uh, on. Sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, yeah I've been there. <laughs> Uh, and that's the end of issue five. I like that five. it comes back. It, Slice it, comes, of life. it grounds you back into it. Like, it really oh, does. Yeah, he's yeah. a kid. He's got school tomorrow. He left the homework sitting there, and then he comes back in his room. He's like, "I'm so tired from fighting yeah. an alien in outer space." <laughs> Just a sinking feeling when he sees the homework. I'm like, "Man." And now we're on issue six. Uh, the cover is Invisible and William are hiding behind a pillar from a Cyclopean cyborg. I like the yeah. colors on this. <laughs> yeah, the colors yeah, on this yeah. cover look great. Again, I think it's cool they have the word balloons on the cover. It's yeah, nice. that's really... Yeah, Invisible's like, sit tight, William. I think we lost him. Like you were saying, John, it's a good throwback. Yeah. Uh, we open 
with Invincible and Omni-Man playing a game of catch around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Omni-Man is talking about the extra-dimensional aliens who fought and captured him way back in issue three. Yeah. And how he... um, I was like trying to... I was like, what are they talking about? But he's talking about when they show up and they just put him... And they they put that thing on his head and pull him through the portal. Yeah. He said in the time it took him to get from the battlefield to the mall, they had already figured out that. And he's like not sure how time works in that dimension. Right. Uh, He's not exactly sure how long he was there. But he always rounds down so he doesn't worry their nice. mother. <laughs> I like the, the way that the physicality is represented here. I think that the, oh, yeah. the limbs akimbo and everything when you're throwing this baseball or whatever. That's, um, I like the expressive. idea that they're playing catch too. Yeah, but yeah. it's the opposite because it's like you said, they're doing it. They're throwing it around the world or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's a cute, like it's not just talking heads there's something happening exactly on the page and it's yeah and it's interesting like, and it's see. like something kind of wholesome about a father and son throwing the ball chatting right, and all that yeah. kind of stuff okay. they just happen to be doing it in the sky around the world right but that's not what uh he wanted to talk to mark about when he was taken invincible called out dad at the top of his lungs and he's like oh uh geez i never realized is that bad He's like, yeah, it could have been when uh, Nolan was with the Guardians of the Globe yesterday. Darkwing mentioned it to him, and he's like, there was no, eye- there's only eyewitness accounts, but there's no footage. But he's like, you know, you got to be careful because like some of my villains might come right, after you. Yeah, and he's like, I'll be ready for them. Well, he's, he <laughs> mentions he mentions that uh, you're gonna run into a few of my villains trying to get at me. It's yeah. all about him. It's sure. all about the dad. Yeah. He's it's constantly bringing it back around to him the whole time. So I just thought that was interesting. I picked. I just kind of picked up on that, and I sure. just kind of needled out oh, yeah. a little bit. I like how he says that with such determination. I'm like, I'll be ready for them. Where he like, you know, says that, and he reaches his hand up and catches the ball at the same time. Like, yeah, Doof. yeah. A little parallel happening there with the um, what's happening in the art and what's happening in the dialogue. I like that they're yeah. not fighting a bad guy, but they're trying to take you through what this is going to be about. And also make it visually interesting, which I yeah I'm pleasantly surprised by that every time I read one of these because this could easily be just just nothing. Yeah. But it's it's always like, did I like that? I think I like that when I read that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is one thing I love about this, and I think it's because Robert Kirkman is just kind of so kind of earnest, and yeah. he's not writing it as trying to be badass. He's just right. trying to write it to be fun. Yeah, yeah, and embrace all those nice superhero tropes, but then also throw in some other things like. Playing the like ball. Easter eggs of carrots, which is carrot. another one here. There's another carrot here. Fuck. Oh wow! Holy this shit! This is starting to be a something. This is a thing. I bet if we Googled it, we would Spot find it immediately. Carrots. Yeah. Spot yeah. the carrot. Yes. Uh, Mark throws the ball again, and uh, Omni Man asks him, uh, "When's William supposed to be there?" He's like, "Oh crap! What time is it? Is it's almost noon? Your appointment with Upstate University is at one." He's like, "Yeah, he's going to be here any minute." And then they fly into the house, and Debbie's just sitting there reading the paper. One panel, next panel, the boom, and then there's that damn carrot. <laughs> and then Debbie says, "Hey, no flying in the house." How many times do I have to tell you to? <laughs> William shows up, and he's wearing another parody shirt. This one is Magnum Pi or Magnum Pi. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, pi is a mathematical constant approximately equal to 3.14159. It's defined in Euclidean geometry as the ratio of a circle circumference to its <laughs> diameter, and it is spelled pi. Uh, Excellent. Magnum P.I. is an American crime drama <laughs> TV show starring Tom Selleck uh, and his wonderful stash as Thomas Sullivan Magnum IV, a private investigator living in Hawaii that ran from 1980 to 88. And now Tom Selleck was trying to sell you reverse mortgages. He really is. He <laughs> really is. Or Disney this is my first rodeo. <laughs> oh, oh man! Yes. 
I'm Sorry. really not trying to scam you out of your home, I promise. <laughs> I know it sounds like a scam. I know but it, it really isn't. sounds like a scam, but it isn't. Look, if someone says, look, I know it sounds like a scam, but it isn't. And let me tell you something. I wouldn't be here if I thought reverse mortgages took advantage of any American senior. Or worse, that it was some way to take your home. It's just a loan. Dog, that's a scam. I'm sorry for sidetracking us with that. No, no, no. I mean, that's what we do. Um, Also, I've tried Googling around about the carrot, but I can't. I mean, it's just it's all about the like show and I can't really get into like it, you know, so I don't click on anything because I haven't seen it. it, But like, yeah, no, it's 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 kind of hard right now. It's all just a show. Yeah. And I I typed in like a comic book carrot invincible and it's just like there's a guy called the flaming carrot that yeah I don't, see that's what i was thinking i can't maybe. come up with it so if yeah. you know if you have some inside baseball on this okay and you're listening to this please go ahead and uh send us a hey damn guys please and uh we would love to know about this the back of his shirt says take it brandon i couldn't find anything from that but then then when i type in something with yeah branded, you can't get it's not gonna get <sighs> yeah. you anywhere so it's like i wish i'd have googled this last year i know no, but i mean what are you gonna do uh the only thing i could come up with there was an actor named brandon okay. that played a kid and okay. i'm like well why would it say that about a kid i don't know i don't know what <laughs> so maybe it's something else i just couldn't find oh, anything okay. Okay. yeah yeah i was wondering about that so. i like that i like a pun though i like a magnum pi that's cute oh yeah William shows up and Mark answers the door and they head to the car when Mark says he forgot something and he rushes back inside and out the window of his bedroom to catch the ball and he comes back in and he says he forgot his uh, uh, wallet and then they head off. I like that. I had to go back and look. I was like, oh yeah, he did throw the ball. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he like forgot about it. He was like, oh shit. I like that. I wonder if that's like a spidey sense. Like, how did he know it was coming back around? Maybe he could kind of hear it in the wind, or maybe he's like, oh "Oh, crap, we were playing ball and I threw it. I threw it and then I didn't. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's a good moment. That would still be orbiting the earth if that was me. Like, if that was me, I would just not have remembered that. So. Well, we're going to get to something kind of like that in a moment. Yeah. Mark says, goodbye. We won't be back too late, I promise. And Nolan's like, alone at last. <laughs> ah, the parents are going to have some alone time here. Yeah. Here, what did I write? Nolan says, alone at last. He took the day off of work to have a sexy time with Debbie. There you go. Uh, the guardians of the globe are covering for me. Yeah. He says. Oh, right. Mm. And then we cut to the team team base and Robot is telling the team that he has been invited to try out for the guardians of the globe. And they are all excited for him. You know. Yeah. Can, and, they, and he's so sure he'll make it that he is disbanding the teen team. But he also says the name will become um, inaccurate in a few years anyway. I thought that was a great line. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're not going to be the whatever the Teen Titans anymore or whatever they are. Yeah. So it kind of made me wonder is that kind of a knock at the Teen Titans? Because, like, uh huh. Because, like, they're they all. They weren't. They were in their 20s. Yeah. They're none of our teens anymore. No. <laughs> I never even thought of that. <sighs> well, then they were the Titans, though, right? Yeah. So. But then, like, they're back to... Uh, it, 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 fucking DC always goes back. But uh, They'll just be the team, I guess, these guys. <laughs> the I don't know. Well, uh, he tells them that they can still use the uh, base, but and he'll help them out when he can. Sure. But, yeah, he just we'll can't be... have to come be, up with a new name Yeah, he just something. can't be involved in two teams at once. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Especially if he's going to be joining... Like, I think that's a little bit presumptuous, though. I feel like... He's like, so I'm leaving, so I'm going to disband all of this. I'd be like, well, we're still going to do this. We're just going to find a new... 
Well, that's why he said that you could still use the base. Team member, yeah. Because I think I think what it is is Robot assembled them together and created the oh, team. Oh, he assembled them. Okay. And that's like his sure, sure, base sure. and that's all his, that. It's his band. But he's all like, you know, like. He's breaking up the band. He's like, you know, I we're breaking up the band, yeah. but you can still come to the practice You have space. to find a new name for your band, <laughs> though. I don't here. want yeah. you to use this band name. You have to use a different oh, band name. Oh, and I'll name. guess I, I'll guess on all your albums, though. Sure. That's, that's <laughs> nice. That's good. That's very uh, nice. Okay. Well, I see that in a different light now. That yeah. You've, that you've explained that to me. I mean, that's how I took it. You know? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. Then we cut to a mansion, and a butler is bringing a phone on a silver tray. An actual a butler. In the shadows. In full dress. And this phone is like that old school, like, 19... It is. Classic 50s right. phone. yeah, yeah. With the weird handle that I always wanted. I was like, ooh, that's a fancy phone when you saw it show up in TV shows. I used one of those as a child. It's not oh. great. Oh, no. I mean, you, you know what I mean, though. They're not good. Oh, no. Of course, they're terrible. <laughs> the guy's talking to someone about testing and how he's lost his powers and he's nothing without them. He's even been kicked out of the Guardians of the Globe. And the guy, he, he says it's going to take two more days of testing. He's getting a super suit made. Right. And it's yeah. going to take more testing. So to I don't up. understand this part of like, I don't have any superpowers. Make me a suit that will make me strong enough to be in the strongest superhero team on the planet. Couldn't anybody just do that? Does it have to be this guy? Well, I think you still have to try out for them. Couldn't I do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But couldn't I go? So, isn't the most powerful man on the planet the guy that can make suits powerful enough to let you into? The team that's the most powerful superhero team on the planet. Well, Wouldn't think, that what, guy have the most power on but the I planet? Mean, maybe. What if he doesn't have the ambition? He just wants to make suits. Or the money is what I'm saying. This guy's rich. No, he's he got a suits. giant mansion and he's got a butler. Okay, yeah. so if I have money, I can go to this guy and be like, I want to be in the Justice League. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you still have to try out because, I mean, what if they just don't like your personality or something? Yeah, you like, got to try out. You got to be part of the team. Okay, yeah. so he knows that he's been on this team before and they're yeah, he, friends with him and they're like, look... If you can get your powers back, you sure. can join the team. Rejoin In the any team. way, if you can be powerful enough to be on the team, we like you well enough that you can work with us. Okay. Yeah. I can dig it. I dig that. All right. Got it. Uh, he hangs up the phone and he tells Sanford to take it away. He's like, yes, sir. Yikes. Yeah. Then we join up with Mark and William and they just arrive at the university. Mark apparently has been complaining about the 40-minute drive. Because <laughs> he can fly super right. fast, that's right? So, that's a funny yeah. detail. I thought it hilarious because he's like, it's only 40 minutes. You can plane the whole way. <laughs> that would be bugging me too, though. I know, if I could uh, fly somewhere in the like a, like one second, but yes. I've got to be in a car for 40 minutes. Oh, man. But could you imagine if you didn't know? Like, I, Let's say you're in the car and yeah. I couldn't know you could be there in like oh, yeah. one minute and you just complain. What a like, whiny bitch. I drive further to this to work every day. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Calm down. Of course, then if I found out you could fly, I'd be like, why were you flying? Why us? wouldn't you just fly us there, dude? I sat in traffic for 40 minutes, man. You owe me gas money, by the way. <laughs> They got about 10 minutes to make it to the uh, administration building and to start their tour. Then William makes some comment about the girls being hot. And I'm just like, okay, weird. All right. Yeah. Okay. I have a, I have a, oh, how come none of the I girls have a, at high school are this hot? Probably because you're a dick. You're a jackass. Well, I actually have something about it, but it's way later. So I'll tell you. Okay. After, I'll tell you after. The, All right. I'll tell you after. Excellent. Uh, they meet up with their orientation officer, Mrs. Thatcher, and it could be a reference to Margaret Thatcher, okay. who was the Prime Minister of Great Britain from 1979 to 1990. I didn't look up too much about She's it. She's also the worst. Uh, because they don't look anything alike. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the only Thatcher I could think of. She asks if she can call William Will, and he's like, uh, no, William is fine. 
I thought that was line. I, we're going to come back to this, but I thought yes, that was I a weird line to... to begin with. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. What? Can when I call goes, you, Will? And he goes, no, William's fine. I was like, hmm. She uh, begins to start him on the tour. She tells them that uh, she would show him the science lab, but it's being repaired after the chemical fire we had a couple months ago. Jeez. That's from the first issue, right? Or from the first... Oh, Is that I from the last trade or something? Wasn't it the high school that did that? Yeah, no, they're at a university. I don't think we've been to they're the university. They're at a college now. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I Ignore like her, me. I, he says, and she I like says, her don't. outfit and her hair. I think she looks pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And she says, uh, don't worry about that lad, though. If you guys enroll, it'll be up and running by the time you get there. And she just keeps him going on the tour. And then... Uh, then we cut to London. We're in it's London. That's Big 9, Ben. Ten in the evening, so you know it's a uh, evening. No, but no, uh, <laughs> that's Big Ben. I didn't look up anything about Big Ben. If you want to know, we more, know what Big Ben is. We know up, it's a big look, clock. It's a big old clock. Look on Wikipedia. It lives in <laughs> London. Uh, and there's this guy out, and he's walking his dog, and all of a sudden there's a boom and a bag Jeez. of trash. You know, Hanson. He's like, "Hey, what? <laughs> Bugamot." I thought this was so funny. Like I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" But that's from the when he first discovered his powers. Exactly. He was throwing oh, the bag into the dumpster weird. and it went flying off into space and now here it's landed in yeah, fucking yeah. London. He, okay. he threw it in a high Mart. enough he threw it in a high enough orbit so it would circle the earth for a couple of months before it lands in London. Right. Wouldn't yeah. it have burned up an atmosphere? I don't think it was up that high. Okay, okay. You know, I just think it was just with enough momentum. It was just kind of yeah, yeah. going around. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Because I mean that's all that's all what like microgravity is. It's just like you go sure. up high oh, yeah, enough yeah, yeah. and you're falling fast enough you miss the earth yeah i and think so, it has more to do with speed yeah so it's like height a, yeah it's like a speed and height thing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so okay he threw it at enough speed so the height didn't have to be where it would burn up right. yeah, we'll yeah, just yeah, okay. we'll just assume that's a really really sturdy hefty trash bag yeah oh, that didn't just fall apart in the velocity but yeah so this guy's like burger mart what's happening here <laughs> what is this little it's just one little page of that like that's there's it. a whole just, page it's dedicated to off. that it's that's just paying so off weird. that one thing which is interesting I, think that, I, I like that a lot yeah oh there's i mm, never mind um you'll see that guy again okay but not all right that's but, what i like to hear but not Thank in you. any of this stuff we're gonna read okay it's way later in the it's series. It's just the Cabbage Man from Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender. <laughs> is he the Cabbage Man? I haven't seen Avatar yet. There's a cabbage. My cabbages. His his cabbage cart is always getting destroyed every oh, episode. Oh shit! Uh, we won't see him that often. Okay. But uh, you will see him again. Way, 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 way. It's way, not way. every episode. It's every once in a while his cabbage cart gets destroyed. I think maybe at least one or two more times. Okay. Oh my cabbage. Um, and then we rejoin Mark and William. They're meeting David, Mrs. Thatcher's teaching assistant. And he, David asks if William prefers Bill. And he's all like, uh, no, William, actually. And he's like, hmm, okay, William it is. Making a face. Sorry. Yeah, what does he say to him? No need, no need to, to apologize. apologize. Very polite. Could have like, fooled me. That is so rude. Unnecessary. Yeah. Uncalled for. And then, like, William is like, he's pissed. He's about to, like, you know hit that guy and then uh mark deflects he's like uh i hear you guys can seat about four thousand people in this area and he's like <laughs> he goes on to talk about the facilities uh and then when we meet up with them outside mark tells william he needs to calm down and william explains to mark how he prefers william but everybody wants to call him a nickname and that he when he corrects them he's seen as the asshole right. for caring about his own name and i fucking 100% agree with him. Sure. Oh, because, yeah. I thought this was interesting. Yeah. Because um, my first name is James. Yeah. And 
so many people like when I was growing up want to go, can I call you Jim? Can I call you Jimmy? No, I don't like those names. I didn't introduce my name myself as that. James. Yeah. Exactly. One time I was buying a car. By the time I was going by Aubrey and I was yeah. buying my car, this one guy started calling me Jim and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Do I look like a Jim? No offense to any Jims no, out there. No, of course, you but know, if it's... you introduce yourself as Jim and I say, yeah. oh, so, hey, James, I'll call you James then. Yeah. Well, that's very presumptive. I exactly. didn't tell you to call me James. I said, call me Jim. Exactly. So you know, I would tell people my name is James. And yeah. they're like, oh. And then like this one yeah. ex-girlfriend's mom kept calling me Jimmy. And mm. like. Very disrespectful. And I it's think. just like, you know, I, I don't like that name. No. I would prefer you not to call me that name. So please don't call me that name. Names have power. Names you are know. important to, you know, because that's you. Yeah. That's who you are. And so you say, hi, I'm so-and-so. Yeah. And someone says, I'm going to call you a different thing. You go. I guess, but you won't be addressing me. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you can address some person you've made up, I suppose, but I won't be answering to that. Exactly. But now I go by Aubrey and don't really have that problem much anymore. There you go. No, yeah. well, uh, but uh, but that's that was completely unrelated why I started going by Aubrey. I feel like Mark's being kind of a dick here. You need to, he's a dillweed. You need to back up your friend. Be like, yeah, man, I don't know what their deal is. What's their issue? Back them, back him up. Yeah. Why, why is this in the comic? Is what Honest, I was wondering. Okay, is I this actually, like a Robert Kirkman? Thing? That's exactly what I think. I it's like think Robert so too. And like Bob. Bob. Yeah. Bobby. Robbie. I absolutely think that, that. Rob. Kind of Robbie. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. Bob. Yeah. Bobert. Yeah. Yeah. That must be what it is. Bob. I was like, why is this? I think I get it, and I think it's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, because at first I was kind of like, wait, this guy's kind of a dick, and then he goes, well, I it's. I come across as an asshole either way. I can't lose. Yeah. You know? and, can't win. Or I can't win. And I'm like, oh, well, he actually has a point. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was like, but why is this in the <laughs> Well, like you said, I I immediately went back and I was like, wait, who who's writing this? Yeah, yeah. It's Robert a guy Kramer. named Robert. And I yeah. was like, okay, I get it. It's yeah. a guy named Robert is writing this. That's so funny. I totally, yeah. Anyway. And the Mark goes, so the dorms were meeting this guy at her this way. And he goes, yeah, I think so. Uh, let's check in on Nolan and Debbie. They're still having sexy time. <laughs> First of all, I love their little post-bedroom activity outfits. I think that's oh, very yeah. cute. They're just in the just whatever they threw on that was just laying around. I think she's wearing his shirt. It's very cute. And then I also like their entertainment center. I don't know if you can see this. They oh, have I love that little, entertainment center. Like a VCR center. and like oh, a stereo yeah, the and a, like a oh, all this I had different. The, I, yeah. I had that entertainment center. It's just very. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's very like early two thousands. Oh yeah, so, it's great. I like all the little details. I'm sorry, I, I'm a very no, details no, 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 person. No, 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 no worries. We, I love those details. And then back in the university tour, uh, they meet with Rick Sheridan. He's going to show them around the dorm. There's another exchange about William's name. He goes, "Can I call you Bill?" And he's like, "Only if I can call you R. Sherry." He's a uh, never mind. He's trying so many different. He's tactics. trying to be friendly. He's trying to say which one gets the best response and the least animosity. What can I go? What's a good tactic to take? And he's really trying all these different things. And like, I just feel for him. And then they talk about how they're going to go ahead and get the dorm room like they've always talked about. And he's Aww. like, and then he's like, yeah, it will be the chick magnets. And I'm like, dude, too well, much. He's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he's they're going to be two goofball college kids. While we're looking at this one page, I want to point out like a lot of the frames with Mark and his eyes are just two black dots. You yeah, know? That a lot was of interesting. those. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then there's a thing when we get to Ryan Otley's art, you're, you're, I'm going to spot the, point out the difference. It's not the two black dots anymore. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I and, did notice that because I usually only see that when it's like a far away thing. Yeah. Where the character is a bit, a bit farther away. But then I, you typically don't see a lot of that when they're so close up. Like it's a close up panel. Yeah. So I was kind of like, that's a really interesting stylistic choice to have that in a close up. So I was just a little bit. 
It was a little bit weird. But, yeah, you know, it's like really you only see the it. pupils um, when there's like excitement or something. Because, yeah, it like, wasn't really. I was kind of like, that's a really odd choice. It just yeah. seems a very. It also seems kind of inconsistent because mm. there are other times where it's. It's not, not like that. that, so I don't yeah. know. Anyway, I couldn't really get a handle for why that was being utilized that way, but it was, I, you know, I kind of just got used to it. And right then, there's a small boom and a crack forms in the wall. Then a Cycloptian cyborg <laughs> bursts through the wall. Big skull robot man, Cyclops yeah. skull robot. Exactly. That's a good way yeah, to describe it. design. Robocops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Mark's like, William, take cover. He calls him William. Yeah. William's like Mar- Mark, and then like a, a security guard, he tries to intervene, but he's quickly taken Terrible. out by the creature. Invincible yells for everyone to. Oh, Invincible shows up. Yeah, yeah he shows up. Here he is. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, he yells for everyone to get out of this, get out of the cyborg's way as he moves to encounter with it. Uh, Invincible, this stops now. Ah, uh, boo! And then he's swatted away. Worst dialogue ever. Uh, he's like, I hate that, that line. He's like, I hate anything like that. He's like, or not, as he's being swatted away. <laughs> and then, like, some woman is like screaming. Invincible's like, I got you, and gets her out of the way. And then, Just standing a- there and screaming, though, because he immediately is like, Everyone get out of the path of destruction. And everyone's like, No, I'll stand here, actually. <laughs> Very annoying. Well, you know, it could be the whole. Uh, fight or flight thing you just get so scared absolutely no you're right yeah. I'm so I'm being too cheeky about uh, it. that's that's true and then another woman trips on a rock right in front of the path that's of the monster that's upsetting yeah Invincible's like jeez uh, people at least try to be a little careful <laughs> the cyborging monster leaps up into the air and impels himself on this like yeah. jagged spiky looking thing it's like a sundial it's a sundial yeah. that I pointed out earlier and they were like he was lunging right at me and it's like I don't think so we were just in his way is everybody alright um, so the goal was to impale himself on yeah. the sundial. So the monster wasn't trying to hurt anybody. It was just trying to kill itself. Weird. Very odd. Yeah. Who's that weird Charlie Brown kid again? Yep. I had that note. Who's that weird <laughs> Charlie Brown kid again? They get an ambulance for the security guard. Oh, that's Mark makes sure, I mean, Invincible makes sure everything's cool. And then he flies off. And then Mark walks back up. Oh, thank God you're safe. I had to go try and find help. Uh, yeah. Dude, why didn't you tell me you had superpowers? Yeah, William's not being fooled by this at all. He knows yeah. right away that's him. That's funny. Yeah. I, I like how he immediately goes for that whole classic, you know, Clark Kent thing. Like, I right. tried to run to get the hero. <laughs> Invincible showed up. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe I missed Invincible. Jeez. Dude. Dude, what is uh, your problem? We read the same comic You're books. obviously <laughs> him. Yeah. That's great. And I like that little exchange because, you know, I, I like that his friends aren't dumb. Yeah. That they don't realize that he's the fucking superhero. Uh, yeah, that's a yeah. really good trope to yeah. be like, well, how come no one knows he's Clark Kent? That's ridiculous. But it's, uh, you know, this is a good... Uh, you know, and it's the same thing that happened the yeah. last time we were reading. Like, the teacher, like, goes, uh, Mark, even how did you know? Police. Yeah. You're not even wearing a Absolutely. mask. Absolutely. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, it's very, like, we're talking about, like, a lot of... Um, a lot of pop culture yeah. around this time was starting to kind of explore and play with those, those yeah. tropes and everything. And so it's um, those are always Ugh. fun. Watch 10 years of Smallville yelling at those people. It's fucking... No. <laughs> <laughs> Mark and William, uh, they pull up to Mark's house and Mark's saying that they will talk about this uh, more later. And William lets him know that his secret is safe with him. Nice. And Mark closes the door and heads inside. And all of a sudden, like, Nolan's like, crap, was that the car door? He's got super hearing. He's like, and she's like, huh? Yeah. And he walks in. I'm, holy crap, I'm not prepared to deal with this tonight. I'll uh, be upstairs until I move out. And Debbie's like, looks down. She goes, you put it on backwards, you big Her goof. Her shirt's on backwards. The tag is, yeah. Uh, so hilarious. And she, like, kind of thwaps him. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I kind of feel like if, I, if I'd be like, okay, well, 
uh I am going upstairs, so that's it. You don't have yeah. to you don't you have to make a thing about it. Well, I don't think it's like she's trying to do it. like she's like <sighs> No, I think the kid, like the kid oh, doesn't the yeah. kid doesn't have to make a thing about it. Just don't even mention it. I wouldn't even bring yeah, it up. Yeah. I'd just be like, Hey guys, hope you had a good night, so I'm gonna go upstairs and I'm gonna I'm put my headphones on and I'm gonna listen to music real loud. So <laughs> See ya. You know what I mean? I wouldn't yeah, see, he make didn't it have, a whole right, thing. He didn't have to make a big he deal about it. He didn't have to be a dick about it. Yeah. Does he have a Starro shirt on? I was wondering that. Is it Starro? It's got like a star with an eye. A big eye, yeah. yeah. yeah it looks like it, yeah. I mean, at first I thought maybe he was wearing a Smashing Pumpkin shirt. Oh, had, okay. Because they have that Zero that, t-shirt yeah. with a star. But a no, cool it, shirt, though. I like the shirt. Then I zoom in with eye. the eye. That's so a cool I, shirt. Then it made me think of Starro. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the, but the parents kind of laugh it off. It's yeah. not a big deal. It's whatever. And the phone rings and Nolan answers it. And then we cut to them at the um, the tailor shop. Yeah. The t- um, Ye oldie tailor shoppy. An artist telling Invincible and Omni-Man that he was developing a new suit for Black Samson that would help uh, restore his powers. So that's the call that we saw earlier in the guy in the mansion. Right, right. Okay. Um, but the suit was stolen. He doesn't work with villains. And his shop is not common knowledge. This is a very limited number of people who could have done it. But he doesn't know who did it, and he doesn't want to say that it was Black Samson. But whoever did it is running around with a suit with enough power to level a city. And it's all my fault. And then we cut to Adam Eve. She's arriving at the Teen Team base. Uh, she says, hello, is anyone here? When she sees something that shocks her, she starts to cry, and she says no. And she collapses onto the ground saying no, 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 She's no. upset. I thought she had seen someone dead, like a dead body. I was like, oh, no. Right. Nope. <laughs> it's just some bullshit. And that is the end of issue six. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Some exciting stuff happening. Yeah. And I like these like kind the of pacing is good. slice of life comics. I mean, we could actually yeah. just spend like a whole episode just talking about one issue. Yeah. Then we'd never get through it. No, but the, I feel like it's starting to pick up a little steam for me, like reading these. It's like, okay, this is starting to kind of go somewhere. And Yeah. And then you're starting to kind of get to know the characters yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know, the stories. Because like the first one is like all about getting, to, yeah. you know, here's the world, here's the characters and all this the building. The pacing's getting a little better. Yeah. Which I like. Issue seven. The cover is Mark is being pushed away, and the text reads, One side, kiddo. This looks like a job for the Guardians of the Globe. That was quite a fake out, too. Thank you. Uh, we open on Mark in his bed. The narration is telling us that after a long week of superheroic, Saturdays are an excellent time to catch up on your sleep. Of course, some people have more sleep to catch up on than others. Some people have a lot more sleep to catch on than others. And we get. Two pages, eight panels, and it's just Mark sleeping in bed. He's moonlighting <laughs> as a superhero. Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be... You're going to be sleepy. All right. So, we cut to Midnight City. Now, this uh, particular section of art was done by Terry Stevens. Okay. This is the, uh, the Darkwing section. Um, <laughs> okay. We open at Midnight City. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. Midnight City. Two crooks are using... Oh, the- is it always dark Gotham there, I guess? Gotham City yeah, is yeah. Gotham well, City. Yeah. Uh, there are two crooks, and they're using like an elaborate drill to drill through the roof. I mean, seriously, look at that thing. Yeah. Um, we learned that it's always night, and it, and it has been ever since the Midnight Magician succeeded in his suicide mission three years ago. Jeez, okay. so um, dark, all of this. It's immediately, you're like, okay, it's yeah. Batman, right? Exactly. The government has been paying people to relocate. Most people, including the cops, are gone, and the only people who are left are a few holdovers who refuse to leave, criminals who want to loot the place, and Darkwing. But he can't be everywhere, can he? Wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. As Darkwing leaps out of the 
leaps out at them uh, and this proceeds to take it proceeds to take them out. Like and he takes them out. It, he's it's Batman. It's yeah. so good, it, but it's so yeah. good. So it's just Batman with no ears. It looks so weird. I know. I love it. I love this. He's the using, claws like, and the cape, and he looks great. It's just there's no ears. It's so goofy looking. Like I never thought about what would Batman look like without the ears. Now you know. It looks bad. I mean, even the cape has got the little bat. I know. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's Batman great. got I a love haircut. This. Yes, <laughs> I love this. It's so. Every, it, like the art is really good, but the oh, design yeah. is so silly and goofy. Like you never think about it, and I just love that as nice. a visual yeah. joke, as a visual gag. It really works. After he finishes taking him out, like he gets an alert and says, "Guardians of the Globe, priority alert. Return to base immediately." I'm on my way, <laughs> <laughs> and he runs off to the runs off to the side of the building, and leaps off, wing jet, amazing, and he jumps down and he lands in his plane and he flies off to the base. His really Alfred is good. called his Alfred's called Belvedere. I love Belvedere. It. <laughs> so good. I like oh, that. I should have looked that up. That's probably a reference to Mr. Belvedere, Mr. Belvedere. the 80s TV show. One time yeah. he sat on his balls. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that crap out of that tra- and I do not remember hardly anything about it. <laughs> I had to look at these pages a little bit. It's so I had much to linger, fun. I had to linger on them a I little. I mean, it, it's so Batman, it's but very, it's very yeah. It's not. As a Batman parody, it's really perfect because the art is fantastic. Yeah. It oh, looks yeah. really good, but then it's just like, it's so fucking goofy looking. <laughs> it's so funny with just Batman with no bat ears. Like, you'd never think about You take one thing away from that design and you're like, that is so odd. What is happening? Anyway. Then we cut to Mos- Moscow. Everything's red. The sky is red. Well, uh, this is art is done by Matt Robbins on pencils and Tony Moore as the inker. Okay. Okay. And like you said, everything's red. So like you see a, like a uh, people trying to rob a woman of her purse, and then whoosh, it's gone. Some guy going kneel before Kurtz, and then whoosh, he's tied up. A cat's about to fall out of a tree, then whoosh, magic, magic kitty. kitty. <laughs> and then we cut to a picnic in the park with the Red Rush, and he's just been caught super superheroing between his partner's words. Oh, <laughs> uh, so in so that's where all those little things are yeah. taking place. She's like you. Bastard. You think you could get away with a little super heroics in between words? Damn it, Yosef, you said you were taking the day off. And then, you know, she's like telling him about his day and he's like, oh, you were talking about the stapler. And then he gets the alert and he has to rush away. And so she he was like, listening. He was like, you caught Olga with your stapler. Yeah. <laughs> he caught all of that. He's listening. He's not, you know what I mean? So that's, I thought that was interesting that he was listening to every word. We also see the Kremlin in the background. Oh, uh, okay. The Kremlin is a fortified complex of the center of Moscow founded by Russians. It's basically the residence of the president of the uh, yeah, Russia. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. And it was a place, it was the palace of the czars. Yeah. 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 And so she looks sad. She's like, damn it, we were supposed to have this day together. But she understands the alert kind of thing. Right. And of course, it's the Flash. <laughs> it's a really beautiful style. I like this um, panel with the two of their faces together where she's looking at, she's like, yeah. oh, you can go. It's okay. And he's like, oh, I love yeah. you. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it's very pleasant and very beautiful. And then we cut to Boston, and this art is pencils by Mark Engler and inks by Eric Larson. I oh, like it. Okay, I like this art. Yeah, um, we cut to Boston, and we see War Woman nice. waking up in bed, and she gets on, puts a shirt, and goes down into the kitchen where her girlfriend is making breakfast. Aww. Uh, she says sweet. if she keeps this up, she's going to have to sleep over there more often. She's like, I was hoping you'd say that. Just a lovely <laughs> morning. Just having an amazingly yeah. good morning. I love this. Everyone's having a good day. They're with their significant other or their 
fighting criminals, whatever is your best day. I think exactly. like, you know, like Batman's best day would be that. Fighting muggers. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone's having their the, their favorite day right now. All of a sudden, a generic looking god busts <laughs> through the kitchen. Nice. And he's demanding War Woman to return to the other realms because her mom's worried about her. She's like, Great. she touches her amulet and she kind of, her costume transforms I on her. I love this so she's much. Like, Shiva, Shiva. She's like, I go where I please. You have no choice. I won't go back. So a lot of this is um, kind of reminds me of the uh, Wonder Woman that um, Frank Miller had designed. Mm, it does have that. It kind of has that feel, but obviously it's kind of a different. I mean, it's not the same character. But I mean, she's got like all those big muscles. Yeah, yeah. She looks great. I think she looks good. But I love the whole conflict is your mother's worried about you. She wants you to go back. No, I'm not going back. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. It's so silly. I love it. And then like she defeats that guy pretty easily. And she's like, and her girlfriend's like, what was that? Something from my past. (laughs) Yeah, it's very. But it's it's all all of these are like parodies of these superheroes. So that's. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I love the uh they're good gags. Yeah. They're good gags. Um and then she tells her girlfriend that her company will move her out of there today and reimburse her landlord for the damage. Also, Aww. she should pick a bigger place cuz she plans on staying over more Aww. often. And then she gets the alert and she heads off to the thing. Okay. Cut to um hold on. This this art is done by Dave Johnson. Oh, wow. Awesome. Nice. I love Dave Johnson. Great. So we cut to Atlantis and we see Aqua Russ sitting in his throne. He's kind of asleep. And he's just like, mm. just chilling. And then all of a sudden he gets he the gets alert. He gets a little, yeah. He's like, finally some action. And he swims off. I love how all the rest of them are yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. They like, all have something going on. He and he's just chilling. Like, he's, just, he's just like, ah, finally. This These three panels where he's just chilling. And then all of a sudden his eyes open and the background is yellow. Yeah. It reminds me of when my birds, they look, all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's time to beep. <laughs> it's time to beep real loud. Like they just, they'll be chilling. They'll be doing whatever. And then they'll just look up and they start just yelling. And I love it. Anyway. That reminded me of that. Oh, yeah. This that's is good great. art. I really like this art. Who'd you say did this? Uh, Dave Johnson. Cool. Okay. And then we cut to space. Now, this is this art is done by Cliff Rayburn. And Cliff Rayburn would eventually go on to do the inks over Ryan Otley later in the series. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. I like yeah. this style. And then you get like a, it's like a kind of a matrixy, squiddy looking alien sci-fi monster sure, thing. he's like a cyborg weird yeah, robot well, dude. not as many tentacles but he's got those red eyes space robot and he's fighting the martian man and the green ghost green <laughs> ghost is like it's crushing me and martian man's like quickly turn intangible and scramble its circuits before it kill us he goes oh yeah i forgot i did do that <laughs> and robot's like does not compute and blows up so they took martian manhunter and made him into two separate guys. No, one's no Green I think one's Green Lantern and one's yeah, Martian Yeah, well, he's Green Lantern, but then they gave Green Lantern like the Martian Manhunter thing where yeah. he can phase through stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I yeah. think it's because they called him Green Ghost. He's like, uh, well, Ghost wouldn't make constructs. I guess he'd fly through things. Yeah. 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 So he's like, he's he's Green Lantern. Yeah, he's got the thing. like the, He's got an amulet instead of a ring that he barfs up or whatever yeah. he does. But like, he's got the thing where he phases in and out of stuff, and then like the Martian Manhunter man It does more just, of the... Yeah, because weird... he does like a big fist like yeah. right there. So that's kind of, they kind of blended their powers or yeah. something. Anyway. It's like they power swapped them almost. Sure, yeah. A little bit. And they return to a city rooftop. It doesn't actually say where. Uh, and then we learn that uh, Green Ghost has only been doing this for a month. But Martian Man says that he's doing a good job. And that he was chosen for a reason to replace his best friend. And Martian Man is shifting into a human form while Green Ghost pukes up this green stone. Jeez. He's like, I don't think I'll ever get used to that. 
uh, then they get the alert. And I like how both their alerts are going off at the same time. Right. You know? He's like, crap. You think I got time to wash this off? I'm afraid not. And then he swallowed. And they <laughs> fly. Yes. He's, he's got this, he's like, oh, I'm going to be sick look he's on his stomach. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Man, I'd be like, no, thank you. Uh, I'm not doing it, quite frankly. And then we cut to high above Denver. We're back to Cory Walker's art. And we meet the immortal. And he's dealing with a ridiculous villain named Biplane. It's like the vulture. I think right? the vulture, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I wrote. Reminds me of vulture. Yeah. Uh, Biplane says that he has cancer and that he has less than a month to live and he's going to go out with a bang. A mortal grabs him and tosses him and says, says, when in doubt, throw him in space. Jeez. <laughs> just taking care of business. When he gets the alert and he goes, I'm on the way. So that's Superman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've gone through the whole Justice League. You know, Superman, so Justice League, Green yeah. Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Batman, and The Flash. Okay. So the classic seven. It's, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we see Immortal. Uh, he's flying. He flies into Utah. He gets the password, Rumpelstiltskin. And, you know, he walks through the force field and goes force field returning to density. And then we come in and all the other members are there. And he's like, uh, well, what's the emergency? He goes, you don't know. We thought uh, you were the one that called us. Darkwing's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> all of a sudden, Red Rush and Aqua Rush are squished together. Green Ghost's head is knocked off. War Woman's neck is broken. Uh, Martian Man's intestines are yanked out. Darkwing's chest bursts out of his back. And Immortal screams, you, you coward, show yourself. And then all of a sudden he sees who it is and he goes, you, I never liked you. And his head gets knocked off. And we turn the page and we see Omni-Man covered in blood saying, the feeling was mutual. Jeez. Whoa. So fucking Omni-Man <laughs> just murdered the Justice League. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, that was the twist right there, right? Yep. Yeah, because it's kind of like, Golly. he's kind of like, I thought he was the Superman yeah. of this whole thing. No, you know what because I mean? he's so, a yeah. villain. <laughs> because he got the... Um, you know, he got that Superman came from another planet kind of origin, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, that was pretty... And then... Um, that was pretty shocking, fucking, yeah. He's the Ozymandias or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and then um, last week when we were talking and you caught that uh, look on his face when they were finding the... Um, the yeah, dimensional aliens. That was, I was weird. I was just like, "Holy shit!" She picked up on something really good there. I was like, "What's with this dude? He's you know? so weird." And then, like, when he looked at his kid, was he thinking, "I'm gonna have to fight my kid, right, or yeah, something?" Or How know, powerful yeah. is my kid? Am I gonna have to kill is my own kid? Figure out. Yeah. Or is he? Is he gonna? Is he gonna join him? me, yeah. or is he gonna try and oppose me? Because if he tries to oppose me, I will murder my own child. So it's like I feel like that's all going through his head in one second, where he's. Yeah. I don't know. So it was really clever to just to plant that little, that little subtle seed. kind of. That's really interesting. Yeah. Interesting fact about that particular issue. Yeah. Uh, Kirkman really wasn't gonna make that reveal until like. I think it was issue 12 or 25 oh, or something wow. like that. Uh, but then the publishers are like, hey, we're, we're liking the book, but it's not selling. Do you mm, got anything? Bring that it will, up front. You know, and she's like, well, I got this thing. I'm going to do this big twist. I'm going to do in like 12 to 25 issues. And they're like, do it now because otherwise you're not going to get there. Yeah, bring that up a little bit. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. Interesting. So he threw that little twist in there. And I was just like, I remember because I was reading the trade. That is, and this is very like, interesting. I was just like. Uh, when I first started reading this, I was like, hey, I, Justice League people, I want to see what they do. I got to admit, like at first I was like, what am I reading? This is kind of just whatever. And then when that happened, I was like, oh, this is interesting now. Yeah. What's happening? Well, I was like, because I don't know. I was just like, I want to. They've been talking about the Guardians. And I'm like, I want to see what these guys. Oh, they're the Justice League. Okay. I like the Squadron Supreme. They're basically the Justice I League. I really like the idea of introducing these yeah. guys and then murdering all of and them. And then they got murdered. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
And yeah. it really wasn't that graphic as far as the stuff that you guys normally read. So I was like, <laughs> all right. Okay, so I was going to tell you about uh, graphic warning before, it we wasn't read, really that before bad. we read the last thing. And then like I was telling you, oh, I'm sorry about the graphic. Yeah. And I was telling John earlier, I was like, it really wasn't as bad as I had no, it in my yeah. head. No, yeah. Compared to some of the other stuff, I think really what's more upsetting is that you just didn't see it coming. Or I didn't because I didn't know about it. Right, so. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So and that then, was that was an that was an interesting uh, interesting twist. Yeah. So far, no, nothing was really. What going a twist! On. What a twist! I really didn't care mm-hmm. about any of these people, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm deeply invested in this. Well, I think it's also kind of smart to introduce them as like um, versions of the Justice League because, like, you know, like you know, like a Batman and a Wonder Woman and yeah, all that. Absolutely. So, so you kind of got to got to you kind of they're they're riding on your feelings with those characters of like parodies of yeah. characters yeah yes, absolutely yes, yeah. yeah for yeah. sure so absolutely when you well, see... and also to show how powerful they are too exactly right? well you, yeah. you don't have to spend any time building these people up you, yeah. you know you're like okay we get it he's like oh yeah it's a justice league and then right. omni man just fucking slaughters them yeah absolutely in no time at all just building off of these yes. archetypes and these tropes using that currency to get you yeah. along in the story which yeah. i it's it a good shortcut, me. yeah. Okay. Like I said, like I, I enjoy shows and comics that do that because I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I can keep up with that. That's fine. We got issue eight. They cut the cover. It's the funeral for the Guardians of the Globe, and on the cover, um, we got Savage Dragon, his wife and kid. I believe. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that is uh, that just Savage Dragon? Well, there's That's also ju- like because uh, all these other guys are supposed to be like parodies of people, but this is, I think, this is just Savage Dragon. Well, there's also the guy with the American flag face and the star in his nuts. Uh, that's Super Patriot. Oh, okay. He okay. was also created by Eric Larson. Oh, okay. Uh, and then there's Shadowhawk created by Jim Valentino. Oh. But that's Shadowhawk too. And I'm not sure who the rest of these people are. I didn't read a lot of Image. I'm sorry. Right. No. It's, but they yeah. are actually they are characters from the Image comics, and we yeah. kind of we touched on this a little bit when we talked about Astonishing Wolfman. But it is interesting, like in these books, like. The characters will just show up in the other book, oh, and okay. no one will say anything. Interesting. Yeah, like right. no, like there's no like they don't make a big deal of the. They don't make a big deal of it. Yeah, like so you're looking at it thinking these are all parodies, but these are actually image characters. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, that there yeah. were other characters that I had yeah. not. I was like, oh, this is a parody of Wonder Woman. This is a parody of so and so. Sure, sure. I wasn't familiar with the fact that they were parodies from. <clears throat> A thing from an actual comic, but I was familiar. I was like, "Oh, is this Savage Dragon? Is he a parody of Savage Dragon? Because he just looks like Savage Dragon." So I was just like, "What's happening?" Because some of them are parodies and some of them are characters. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I I was kind of left out of that little well, inside well, um, baseball thing. I was reading um, something with Eric Larson recently. He's talking about like um, Invincible or Savage Dragon appearing in Invincible, and he's all like, "Well, you know, when he appears in Invincible, he's in Invincible's world." And when Invincible appears in Savage Dragon, sure. he's in Savage Dragon's world. Okay. Neither one affect the other, but they're those characters are there somewhere in the background. Okay. Cool. Huh. I can dig it. Yeah. I'm all I'm all on board with that. That's fine. I just thought that was very I was like, huh. Cause there's a guy that's supposed to be a parody of Rorschach, which is a parody of another character. So oh. it's like a parody of a parody here yeah. that we have. Okay, anyway, yeah. sorry. So we open up on with Nolan sitting on the car, and he's talking with someone in a trench coat and a fedora, who we only see <laughs> with from a big behind. White mask. And he's definitely got like a uh, a Rorschach or a question. Her. But, yeah. Uh, but then there's also kind of a. Um, he's based on like a lot of different characters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. a, he's a. When he's, we see what is, when we see him later, I'll, I'll get to more on it. It's a parody um, of a parody of a parody. It's so. And in the top panel, you see Eve flying into Mark's womb. Oh, yeah. Um, and as they're talking, he's like, Nolan's talking about how um, 
I can't believe that he he can't believe that uh, the guardians have been murdered. You know, he's like, I've worked with them for years. Who could do such a thing? I mean, he's laying it on pretty thick there. Yeah, and he's all like, uh, "You have to pardon me. I'm a little shaken by all this. The night before last, I was called to the tailor shop, and you know, he's talking about Black Samson. Oh yeah, because the guy asked him about Black Samson. Right, that's the only lead they have, and yeah. so they were already like looking into that. Yeah. So it makes sense to go like, yeah, maybe that's what it was. And he's like, you know, he said like, you know, the suit that he was working on before him had been stolen. And he's like, do you think Black Samson is capable of something like that? And he's like, no, he wasn't that powerful enough to take on the Guardians alone, even when he had his powers. He says, if he did steal the suit, I can't imagine it could restore him to full power, let alone enough, anything strong enough to do what happened to them. And when we see uh, Mark flying into his room as well. And then the guy says, you know, he's our number one suspect at this point. Do you know of anyone else who could have motive to do such a thing? And then we cut to Mark getting into his bedroom. And uh, he finds Adam Eve crying in his bed. That made me think he's going to set up his kid. Because it transitioned immediately to that character. And huh. I was like, oh, okay. what are, am I supposed Ooh. to think this? Or what is this? Maybe it's a maybe it's red herring or yeah. something. I don't know. So, that's, that's a good point. Because he was like, oh, it. who else would do such a thing? And then he cuts straight to the kid. And I was like, oh, is he going to fucking try and throw his kid under the bus? Or I don't know. Anyway, mm. I was just that's very... a good. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Maybe I did back when I was first reading this. But I read the whole thing so right so i don't I mean i haven't read any of this i've yeah. you know i've only read up to issue eight so i have no idea oh i love the first perspective <laughs> <laughs> mark ends his eve what are you doing here and he's like oh mark sorry i don't know why i said it like that <laughs> that is how she's delivering that like oh yeah. it was horrible all this stuff oh no it was rex with kate and there were more than one of her <laughs> he, he does he is so confused uh, what's happening right now why are you in my room you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> he was, he, Mark, he was cheating on me. He was cheating on me with that multi slut. Jeez. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's good. I thought First that was of all, funny, though. Your yeah. boyfriend's <laughs> cheating on you. Maybe focus on that. I don't think that's her fault. I think Maybe. that's his fault that he's doing his own actions. Why don't you blame that guy? Well, she knew that they were together, too, so... Yeah. I think she's blaming both of them, for sure. He doesn't understand for a second, either. He's like, what is happening? You know, and then, she, you know, she starts to explain about how, like, she can't, was coming back to the base, and she caught them, and she was so stunned, she just collapsed, and they didn't even know she was there for a minute or two, and she's been a wreck ever since. And she's like, um, well, you know, I always kind of thought he was a jerk. And right then, <laughs> Debbie walks in and jumps to conclusions, and Debbie's like, downstairs, both of you, now. I, I mean, because the way it's the way a, it's drawn, yeah. it, it's it's like uh oh, it's it it's like it's comedy. Yeah, it's that comedy yeah. trope of uh oh, something that yeah. could be solved with a post-it note. Exactly, something <laughs> that could be solved with talking to your child for literally yeah. one minute in a calm tone of voice, like, "Hey guys, so you know, just um, let's wrap it up because it's getting kind of late, so you guys can talk about whatever this is tomorrow, and we can just sort of well, revisit." I would maybe talk to my son alone, be like, "Hey, by the way, if you're practicing safe." Yeah. You know, activities. Well, and then she's like, you know, you're too young to have girls sneaking into your room. Um, we thought we brought you up better than Golly, this. Golly, um, And she's like, I want you to understand the consequences of your actions. It, she's like, even though you guys could fly to a desert island and she would never know about it. And Mark interrupts her. She's like, Mom, we're just friends. And then right then, before anything can go further, Nolan walks in and goes, oh, hi, Eve. I didn't know you were here. Mark, we got to go to the funeral tomorrow. Guardians of the Globe are dead. Jeez, that's intense. Yeah. The next day at Reginald Val Johnson High School, <laughs> uh, William catches up to Mark at his locker and asks him what's going on. And Mark's like, oh, this new physics teacher is killing us. And he's like, ah, it seems like a recurring problem with the physics teachers at this school. Are you going to blow <laughs> this one up too? He's like, geez, man, that's not what I'm talking about. And he's like, keep it down. You don't want to give away my secret identity. 
Yeah, this guy keeps like spilling it's the beans real loud. throughout this yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's like, oh, wish he hadn't found out. Right then, this blonde girl walks by and gives Mark a note and tells him to open it when he gets home. They're both surprised that that just happened. Um, and then, just in, they notice Derek is back at school. He's been out about a month, month and a half since all that stuff went down with the the science teacher. So, this list is, we believe, it's been about five and a half months since Mark started his, uh, his super heroics. His organs were rearranged and he had bombs inside of yeah. his chest cavity or and whatever. S- they were able to remove the explosive, but everything else they had to leave there. And then he's like, hey, maybe he's coming over to say thank you for saving his life. And he's like, he doesn't know who I am. Yeah, William. I know. Jeez, <laughs> will you keep it he down? He know. He can't keep it a secret. And then he walks by, and he's got this kind of like stern look on his face. And yeah. then Mark goes, "Hey, uh, welcome back, man." And then his facial expression immediately changes to this kind of awkward, nervous smile. And he's like, uh, "Thanks," because you know he just got turned into a bomb, and he doesn't know yeah. how people are going to take him. And he's like, "Mark just said, hey, welcome back.'" He, he seems like very that. friendly, yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, thanks." Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess no one's talked to him because it's like that's weird. He's a weirdo now. Yeah. And I guess if you go through the experience of being almost turned into a bomb, yeah, it yeah. kind of makes you reflect on sure. who you are as a person. Like, hmm, maybe I should stop being Flash Thompson. Uh, William then asks Mark if he wants to go to Burger Mart after school, but Mark can't because he's got the funeral. And William talks too loud again about Mark being invincible. And Mark says, keep it down. How many times do I have to remind you? And then Eve joins them and um, inquires about Derek. You know, was that Derek? Yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Then William says um, he has to head to class and tells Mark to have fun at that um, thing. The thing tonight. Wink, wink, winking really hard. I know. It's so bad. And then Eve says she has to head to the restroom before she goes to physics class and tells Mark, thanks for talking about that stuff. Everybody just looks at you. And and they both look and then... uh, then What a headache. They're trying not to blow Mark's secret to the other one. And then um, I just like this look on Mark's face. He's like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> he sighs as they both walk off and looking he's at each other. The and he's all like, he's, he's like, these are like two people he really trusted that they don't know that the other one knows. No, that. yeah, and it's just that could be easily solved by like, hey, the he knows. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's just really bad at all of this. Uh, then we cut to Mark punching out the superhero's name is Elephant. Who does it remind you of, John? That's Rhino, right? That's it's the rhino. rhino. Yeah. Except he looks Elephant. Like a... That's funny. Uh, you know, I didn't it's so close to the rhino that I just thought it was a rhino. It's a rhino, yeah. It's yeah. not even I'm not even realizing his, until now that it's an elephant. It's his face <laughs> and then under the face is the trunk and the yes. Oh, so but I feel bad. so stupid now. But it's it's the rhino. <laughs> yeah, it, that's yeah. good. I like that. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody else has done that before. Sure. Uh, Omni Man shows up. Uh, son, uh, what are you doing? We need to be going. We're supposed Stop. to be there soon. Stop fucking around over here. He's like, sorry, I got sidetracked. I'm on my way home from school. <laughs> like he's playing like a a game, like a video game with his friends or something. He's like, what are you doing over here? Yeah, we gotta yeah. go. It's just a he's beating a guy up wearing <laughs> an elephant suit. It's so weird. <laughs> Uh, then we cut to them. Um, Nolan is getting ready. He's like, you know, you can tell he just got out of the shower because there's like the steam and he's brushing his teeth and he's brushing his hair. And then he's putting his uniform on and then Debbie's like, funeral today? Hey, uh, have you thought about what we're going to do for Mark's birthday this year? Mark's birthday? Yeah, you know, Mark, our son, his birthday's next week. Don't tell me you forgot. Oh, uh, I guess I, uh, with all that's going on, he goes, oh, geez, hon, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this was hitting you so hard. And he's got his head down and all mm, that. Yeah. Hmm. 
We cut to the Arlington National Cemetery. Arlington National Cemetery is the United States military cemetery in Arlington County, Virginia, across from the, the <laughs> Potomac River from Washington, D.C. Okay. It was set up after the Civil War to house the dead of the armed service members and veterans. And uh, my grandfather's ashes are oh, returned wow. there. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. We see the guy in the trench coat that was talking to Nolan in the, earlier in the comic. He's got a big old monkey face. He's got a demon monkey face. That's, a demon monkey face. That is uh, Damien Darkblood. And like not only, you know, he said Rorschach, he's also a parody of like Constantine and... Yeah. Um, Etrigan. Yeah, yeah, making yeah. fun of all this stuff. And then... Demon Darkblood. Fun note, in the cartoon, he looks kind of like Hellboy. A little okay. bit. Oh, okay. Wow. Nice. Yeah. All right. That makes uh, sense. But then also, like, okay, I got a list of everybody you see here. I don't know who's who, so sorry. I love all these star-spangled dipshits everywhere. They're called There's... the they're called the Liberty League. Oh wow! <laughs> it's Savage Dragon, Mighty Man Two, Jennifer Dragon, Battle Tank, <laughs> Super Patriot. There's an an. This is somebody not in the Liberty League. There's an Angel Dragon. That's probably his daughter. There's Superstar, Charade, like... Jack Staff, Noble Causes, Doc Noble, and Gaia Noble. Venture and Shadowhawk Two. So I don't know who's who, so you guys can figure that okay. out. Okay. Huh. Well, well, all these guys, they look like dog shit on purpose, right? They're supposed to look like I, shit. Well, I think some of these were created by Eric Larson for the Savage Dragon, so maybe they was I don't I've never read the comics. But they're so. these, are, these are real characters. Yeah. They're not like parodies? No, I don't think well, so. Okay. I mean they might be parodies, but they they are some real characters. Well they're characters, yeah. but are they supposed to be like I don't making know. We don't fun know of... enough about okay. it. We don't yeah. know enough about it. It just seems it's... like the costumes seem so on the nose that are they making fun of well, costumes that I'm look like that? I'm assuming they're 90s characters. Okay. So that kind of, if that helps. You know, All right. Because everything was fucking just super crazy during that time. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder if it's like, are they are they making fun of this kind of, this sort of aesthetic of like star spangled. Well, I have no idea. Red, white, and blue, American hero. But it's like earlier you were saying they're kind of like the Justice League. And I'm like, oh, they're like the Justice League going to the Justice League's funeral. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, well, they also mentioned that Black Samson is no longer a suspect. You know, we got to to Nolan. He's starting the eulogy. He's like, we are gathered among the greatest superhero team the world has ever known, that I've known. I've been working with the Guardians of the Globe ever since I came to Earth. They were mentors to me early in my career. The Immortal. Darkwing. The Green Ghost, War Woman, <laughs> The Red Rush, Martian Man, and Aquarus. Names we'll never forget. People that will go down in history. <laughs> Legends taken from us before their time. And then he gets interrupted because the Mahler twins show up. And they're like, oh, okay. "Like we don't want to cause a scene. We're just here to pay respects to our worthy adversary. Nothing more will, will not pers- interfere with the proceeding. This, to me, seems more than anything like a very Venture Bros yeah. moment yeah. of like, hey, we're off the clock. Let's just, can we just, everyone chill out. It's it's fine. And Invincible is like, I'll, I'll keep an eye on them. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah. It'll be all right. Everyone yeah. just chill yeah. out. It'll be cool. Oh, and then fucking Nolan, man, laying it on thick. He's like, these guys, they were... Taken from know, us all too right? soon when yeah, I when I were good guys. when I when I punched um, Order Mortal's head off. I mean, when his head got what a dick they got murdered. Yeah, what a fucking piece of shit. And then when Nolan's about to continue uh, the eulogy, when and there's an explosion behind his head and yeah. a guy pops up. No, they were mine, mine. Santa Black Samson says this. This has to be the suit, right? Yes. All right. Yes. Yes. And it's um, uh, it's basically the butler, right? It is. It's yes. the, the butler. butler. Yeah. The butler did it. <laughs> I love this. The butler did it. Uh, all the superheroes spring into action to put it into the uh, threat and uh, try to protect the civilians. This guy just looks like Star Spangled Deadpool. 
He does. Like, um, <laughs> super that's, patriot. That's super patriot. Okay. And he's all like, they can't be dead, not until I've had my revenge. They have to pay for what they did to Samson. And who is this clown? It's yeah. Samson's butler. You can't stop me. <laughs> Samson's butler. It just seems like very like, uh, who is this guy? It's Samson's uh, butler. Good. We got to take yeah. care of this. Just a very. It's, it's great. And then uh, Invincible is getting art out of the way. He's like, unless your tailoring skills made you invulnerable, I'm going to get you out of here. <laughs> He's like, they fine with him me. most of all. Yeah, they yeah. need him. Yeah. Uh, and then Omni-Man just kind of takes. Um, Everyone starts picking up girls. Oh, yeah. And, like, flying them to safety. Everybody get the civilians to safety. Omni-Man just fucking takes him out with one punch. Yeah, that more than anything. To me, if I was investigating something like that, I'd be like, hmm, who would be powerful enough to do this? Well, I mean, he's not that that powerful. That suit is supposed to be powerful enough to get you back into a league of powerful dudes. But he also said that he's not powerful enough to take take them on by himself. So, I mean, Omni-Man is powerful. That's true. They all know. They all know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think if I saw that, I'd be like, hmm. Yeah. After he gets punched out, you know, Black Samson yells, "Sanford!" He runs over to Cradle, his friend. He goes, "What have you done, friend? What have you done?" And (laughs) Mahler's back there. Geez, you defeated us in less time than you took to take out this bozo. Yeah. They like this guy. You know, (laughs) they're not trying to hurt him. You're fucking dipshits. And then we, you know, everything's kind of clearing up. And then um, you see Omni Man escorting. I mean, I guess walking with Aquarius's wife. Yeah. I'm truly sorry for your loss. It wasn't wasn't your your fault. fault. No, that's sad. And then uh, Invincible's talking to Savage Dragon. He goes, are all funerals like this? He doesn't more often than that like to say. And he's like, geez, don't tell me that. That sucks. And they notice that the Mahler twins are definitely up to something. They could just be standing there. I don't know. Yeah, could be. They're up to something though, huh? Yeah, they're up to something. (laughs) <laughs> and then, then Omni Man comes to Mark and he goes, Are you ready to go home? And he's like, yeah, Anytime you are. Is this Iron Man back here? Most likely. All right. That's that fucking machine guy. What did I say his name was? Super Tank. No, Battle Tank. Battle Tank. Battle Tank. Yeah. So they probably are like the That's, Avengers. Uh, what's his name? Destroy Machine. War Machine. Yeah. War Machine. Yeah. Then we see uh, Eve. She's heading back to the Team Team Base. She's looking for Robot. And then she sees uh, Rex and Kate. Oh. Just kind of, I guess, what are they being like, flirty or something? Like, she's all, he's all like hanging on her. Well, there's two Kates working on the motorcycle. There's three, yeah. there's there's three one of them. Of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's two there's Kates working of... on motorcycle and one Kate working on or being worked on by Rick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh, it's, it's gross. And, and Eve's like, "Oh, I see how this is going to be now." And he's like, "Eve, wait, it doesn't have to." And she's just flying away. And like, I don't blame her. You know, that's I don't know, but is, that, is she talking about her place on the team too? Because it kind of seems like I guess. I, I guess no, I just mean like, like it's kind of pouty. It's well, it seems kind well, of. She's also young. Yeah, it just seems really like not very mature to be like, "Oh, I see how you're all going to be." Just walk in there, and be like, "Hey, I know that things are weird right well, now. Well, I think maybe you're cheating it's on also me." Like but a, I still want to be. Super I think it's also so. like a work thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're working together. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is. It would be awkward, but I, yeah. I kind of feel like Oxford. I don't know. Well, and awkward she, apes. And then, you know, she still feels hurt because like you know they were cheating on her. Absolutely. You know? I just want like are there any other members besides these three individual? Well, three, four, five, however many. So there's there's her, and then there's the robot, and then there's the guy that she's dating. That's a dick. Rex, Rex It's a dipshit guy. And then there's there any other guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. Well, then no, she doesn't even need to be there. Just get your stuff and go. Well, yeah, I mean, she was looking for a robot though. Oh, okay. she wasn't. She wasn't expecting to see them just be all like, well, right? Well, she knows about oh, us she, now. We're just going to flaunt it in front of her. Well, yeah. He's a robot. I mean, what does she expect from the robot? A robot doesn't care. Yeah, a robot doesn't give a shit about their little measly yeah. human meanderings. But I just kind of feel like, wouldn't you just be like, look, I'm just here for my shit. Get myself out of my locker. I'm going to go. You'd be like, I see how it's going to be. You already knew how it was going to be. Those are the only people on the team. You already knew. 
How it was going to be before you got there. Why well, are you making a scene? Because Well, she's upset because they're flaunting it in front of her. You know, I mean, it's just... That that's just what seems... I just said. Yes, yeah. That, that's what I exactly. said. Exactly. Uh, we get, we turn to Mark. Uh, he goes back into his bedroom. He pulls out that note, that pink note that he got from that girl earlier. And it says, to Mark from Amber. He opens it up. It's her phone number. And she's like, call me. And that, then he hears this tap on the window. And he's like, what the? And it's uh, he steps outside right to get hit by a pebble in the head by William. <laughs> He's like, whoa, cease fire, man. I like how he says this. Man, that Amber girl wants me to call her. Yeah. He just seems kind of like, it's just such a chore. It seems like, like a chore. Well, I took it as more like he was more excited. He's like, hey, that oh, Amber girl okay. wants me to call her. I don't know her. She, We don't even talk, you know? Right, that's right, how, right. That's how I oh, took it. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. Okay. And then, um, so they talk about that, and then he's like, well, I've been thinking about since we got back from Upstate University the other day, I was thinking, you know, now that you, I know you can do things, I can't, and... Every boy has always wanted to, uh, if maybe you'd... And he's he like, does then a he signal points. for going up in the pit, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he's not going up in a pit. Where's he going, Aubrey? He, he's being flown away by Mark, and Mark is like, Ugh. He's so annoyed by this. He is annoyed by that. Now, he uses some language that I think now that we would say that that is not appropriate. It wasn't would, appropriate at the time. I, I never thought it was appropriate. No, but, it's, yeah. it never has been, but I think yeah. that, um, you know, that's something that I think people were... Yeah, a little looser with yeah, in the early I, 2000s. I, and I'm hoping that, you know, I mean, I, I do believe we've moved past that particular type of language. I sure hope so. Yeah. Me too. You know, you want to hang out with your friend? He can fly? I don't know. It's a cute it. I would ask for a ride. It's a cute panel. Honestly, I, I would funny, do the yeah. same thing yeah. too. I think uh, I would maybe replace that line with, come on, man, or something. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more <laughs> neutral. I'd be like, this is so dumb. This is, yeah. Or yeah. like, this is this is very silly. Or yeah. I don't know. But it is it is a bit silly, but it is fun. He's like, what are you, five? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. What are you, five? That's a cute one. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, Nolan and Debbie in the bed, and he's like, hey, what are you doing over there? And he's like, oh, I'm making some notes for a book. If Mark's going to be going to college soon, you know, got to knock another one out. She's like, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. Why do you ask? Uh, you just haven't been yourself lately. Jeez, Debbie, seven of my colleagues were just murdered. I know that, but it's not that. I've seen you sad. I've seen you mourn before, but this is different. You're acting preoccupied, distance. I can't put my finger on it. I'm fine. Okay, okay. Forget I said anything. Well, now people do grow and evolve and yeah. change, and people do more in different situations in different ways. But, but she, she is knows, picking she up on something, something that is, yeah. Because yeah. she says she's seen him right. mourn before. Because like other people, are like, oh, he's just mourning. But yeah. She's like, no, this right. is different. Well, even if, even if I think that she would even, even if he was doing it differently, even if he was mourning in a different way, I think yeah. she would still be able to. Because you can sense in your I mean, partner if you've been living with someone for so long, and I mean, yeah, they've been together like she, twenty years. She's or picking like up that. on something that's a little bit weird. Yeah. yeah, he's being weird. And we cut back to Arlington National Cemetery, and Derek, um, who appears to be drunk, is standing over the grave of David Hiles. He's like, "You son of a bitch." He's got all his robot parts. Yeah, out. he's he's got his shirt open. You can see his yeah, robot parts. Yeah, I'm he's loving like, that character design. Actually, he's like, I can't believe they even allowed you to be buried here. I guess your ex-wife felt sorry for you and pulled some strings. So you could be buried with your fellow veterans. What were you, a clerk? And he's like, he's not, he's he's like, you know, this guy fucked his life up. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. terrible. Put him through, like, some <laughs> really horrific shit. I think that's an interesting commentary, too, that, like, people who do shitty stuff, like, they still get their accolades or yeah. they still get yes. their fucking whatever, you know, pension. Oh, or... forgiven. Oh, yeah. he, he just was a little yeah. misguided, yeah. but he's, he's like, fine. And he's like, I don't care what happened to your son to make you do what you did. But you know what? I did bring you a gift. Nice. And he pisses all over his grave. Uh, and then we see this bottom panel. It's like, come on, man, hurry. You want to get caught? It's uh, two two guys. They're like, you know. They're grave robbers. Yeah, or there's like. Uh, they are grosser than that. He's like, uh, 
he's like, why are we doing this again? Because I read on the internet, if you drink from the immortal skull, you'll live forever. Wow. Uh, oh, his, they're there to, okay. Yeah. Disgusting. The he's, Superman version of this, they're trying yeah. to get his skull. Yeah, horrible. And he's like, uh, his skull, but wouldn't it, it wouldn't be a down to a skull yet. He's only been a, <laughs> dead a few days. And he goes, so you want to wait until the dirt of him settles or until someone else gets the idea? Start digging. So they're going to oh, get okay. the, a corpse's head and then somehow wait for it to de-tissueify de- it. Yeah. In some way. Sure. And wait. then drink out of it. Yes. I think that's a little bit worse than a grave robber. <laughs> but, wow. That's but, awful. And so uh, they start digging the hole and he's like, I think we hit it. We think we're down. And then all of us, and then we turn the page and we see the Mahler twins. They're like, we'll oh, take it from here, boys. Shit. You have no idea the time you saved us. Indeed. They're up to some bullshit. Oh, they're getting the remains for something. They yes, because they've come doing? to steal the immortal's remains. Oh, so that's why they were at the... That's at why the, they were up yeah. to some shit. You know, they wanted to pay their respects. Like Aubrey uh, said, they're up to something. Okay. They're discussing... Very good, man. This has been fun. Yeah. So that's that uh, brings us up. to the end of this Invincible. We will rejoin Invincible... Uh, a few weeks. Or yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And we'll be finishing off the first, like, Ultimate Trade, which is the first, like, 12, 13 issues, something like that. Uh, but next week, we're going to be reading The Silver Surfer, issues one through three by Dan Slott and Mike Alred. Ooh. We got a, we got finally got a John pick that's not been, like, theme-related or somebody else <laughs> picking something. This is something John has been wanting to do I'm since really we started, so actually. I'm really excited as fun. well. Yeah. I'm really excited this to read this, It'll be some yeah. good stuff. Yeah, yeah but I really loved... Uh, I'm enjoying the Invincible. Yes. I know you've been wanting me to read it for a long oh, time. Oh, I know. I've, so. I've been actually been trying to get John to read this ever since I started yeah. reading it. It's a it's little bit fun. of a slow start for me, but I'm now very yeah. invested in what's going to happen. Yeah. Next, so. And you sent me, you lent me your ultimate collection. So I sat down earlier today in the bird's room and I sat there and looked <laughs> at it. It was really nice. You know, um, yeah. those giant pages and the colors are really good. Cool. Uh, it's some good stuff, man. I love this. Like, uh, It's just got that classic superhero feel. Oh, yeah. But it's like modern themes and a modern take. Even though it's a couple years old, you know, it still yeah. feels like well, fresh. You know, twenty years old. Ooh, wow! Shit. It's twenty, 20 years, years old. This comic, early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. Is this comic? Yes. Oh. You talking about That's this what one? I just said. It came out around the same time as Venture Bros. This yeah. comic came out twenty years ago. Anyway. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It's kind it's of weird been, to think about that, though. It but. is weird to think about, but it's it's good stuff. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm excited to. Uh, Get to that next episode in a couple weeks. Yeah. That'll be fun. And if you guys haven't read it, I definitely, definitely recommend checking it out. If you like superhero comics that are over the top, but also are not cynical, mm. you know, uh, it, it's fun. And it's like a good superhero. Come on, this gets, one that we're reading? Yeah. It's extremely cynical. I don't think it's cynical. It's very cynical. I think it's more earnest. It's mostly cynicism. Hmm. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Is it cynical or is it earnest? Let us know on the listener feedback. Well, I mean, I just feel like, you know, that Robert Kirkman, you know, he really loves the superhero genre yes. and no, all that. No, that comes through. And, uh, that comes through. I think that the, the twists but, I mean, are but he, very... But he's, he's, he's putting a twist on all the tropes. Yeah. And so, you know. Yes. So I, I, I just wouldn't call it. I personally wouldn't call it cynical. Mm. But, yeah. Anyway, but, yeah. Tell us your <laughs> thoughts, people. Excellent. That was a great episode, Aubrey. You did awesome. Thank Once you. again, it has yes, been great. Yes, you did an awesome job. It has been I... great to pass off these hosting duties every couple of Aubrey's weeks to somebody host. else. Yeah, this has been really really good. I'm enjoying it. So, anyway, let us know what you thought. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. Keep talking, Aubrey. All right, everybody. Now that we're. uh, All right, everybody, share us your thoughts on Invincibles issues five through eight, you know, and uh, send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And you can also find our link tree on our, our Podbeam 
website, our Facebook about section, and our Instagram and Twitter link trees. Yes. Yeah, something like that. That's the link good tree- enough. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, our theme music is by Only Beast. And a special thank you to Paul from Gotterhorn for the letter theme. Yes. Thank you guys for uh, indulging me on this uh, journey of reading Invincible. <laughs> and thank you, Benny Decker, for uh, sending us that uh, wonderful entry. That was that, that was, was really so good. Great. It was a great way to start this issue off. Enjoy yes. those. Yeah. Yeah. You can find your podcast on wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're on the iTunes, open it up, give us five stars and a review. And if you're on Spotify, open it up and give us a five star rating do it uh, every little bit helps thank you guys like I said next week we are reading The Silver Surfer issues one two three by Dan Slott and Mike Alrad awesome so you know what to do get the trade get the singles get the digital I'm gonna yeah. I'm going to read it on the Marvel Unlimited app and join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm Batman with no ears. <laughs> and I'm always saying, Urath. Where the hell is Urath? This is Earth. <laughs> <laughs>